Welcome to The Backpack, a podcast from Christ Community Church in Shelbyville, Kentucky. On The Backpack, we want to prepare you for the journey outside where following Jesus meets real life. Hey, welcome to The Backpack. This is DJ, one of your hosts, and we are back for another installment of Stories from the Trail. Each week at Christ Community, as part of our regular worship, we feature a story of someone in our congregation. I get to hear their journey of faith and what God's currently doing in their life, how he's growing, shaping, using them uh, for his glory. And this week, we got to hear from Megan Adams. Megan is a member here at Christ Community and formerly on staff as the worship leader. Uh, and she gave us a window into what she's currently doing with an organization called Barren Heights that works with families of children with special needs. Got to share about that work, um, why it's near and dear to her heart, and how we as a church family can get involved in helping out. So let's listen in as Katie Gaither introduces Megan, and we get to hear her story. Good morning. My name is Katie Gaither, um, and I'm on staff here at Christ Community. And um, one of the things, if you haven't been here very long, that you will hear and see quite a bit is that um, we just feel like God has really called us as a church to first and foremost um, love him, but out of our relationship and love of Christ to also love people and love our community, which sounds really awesome. And we really do believe that that is what God has called us to as a church. But if you know me at all, or even if you don't know me and I've talked to you for five seconds, you know that I don't love talking about doing things. I love doing things and not talking about it. So, I, Megan, you know, I know, sorry, I've, you've worked with me, so I'm sorry. <laughs> so, but um, anyway, sorry. I love doing things, and I prefer to actually do them, and honestly, that is one of my favorite parts about my role here um, at Christ Community, is, and I feel like that's how God um, is able to use me by connecting with people and giving you guys tangible ways to take those next steps, to love God and love our community um, and love the world. So um, we want to give you those resources and opportunities, which is why I'm really, really excited to hear from Megan um, this morning about a new opportunity. And just over the next several weeks, you guys are going to be hearing about Barron Heights this morning, um, a mission trip, a one-day mission trip to eastern Kentucky over spring break and an opportunity to go to Honduras this summer. So I just really wanna encourage you now to start praying about maybe what God is calling you to do and where he's calling you um, to go if it is one of these opportunities. So just please please be praying through that. Um, and then for Megan, that right now is with an organization called Barron Heights, which is really incredible. Their mission is simply to love and encourage families who have children with physical or developmental disabilities. It's very simple, um, but also very impactful. And I've always admired Megan um, and just how consistent and faithful I've gotten to see her walk with the Lord. And she has walked through um, a lot of hard things, but she always comes back to um, trusting God and what his word says. And so I'm really, really excited to hear from you about what God is doing in your life right now and that maybe some of us can join you. Well, like Katie said, my name is Megan Adams, and some of you may remember me. I was on staff here for about three years. I I was the worship leader, Um, and then I left to do a very tiny brief stint as a kindergarten assistant, uh, which was wonderful, but in uh, last summer, an opportunity came up 
um, at a place that was very close to my heart uh, to be a marketing uh, coordinator. And marketing is my background. I was a graphic designer in a past life, and there's um, that's always been kind of a thing that has just come very natural to me. So I, on a whim, I applied for it, and uh, I got to meet with the people there at Barron Heights, and it was incredible. It was another. Um, I, when I started here, I told Blake uh, it was a God-shaped hole that was, I was able to fill for a while. And then uh, when I met with Baron Heights, there was, or not a God-shaped hole, goodness, a Megan-shaped hole. <laughs> I'm giving myself too much credit here. A Megan-shaped hole uh, that I was able to fill. And then when I talked with uh, Baron Heights, it was actually for a completely different position. It had nothing to do with what I do now. Um, but she just so happened to look at my resume and see that I had a marketing background, and she was like, well, actually, there's a position coming up soon. We haven't put it out yet, but would you be interested? And I said yes, and then they called me and gave me the job, which was incredible. So uh, I now work at Barron Heights, um, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about my personal story, mine and my husband and my family's personal story that led us to Barron Heights, uh, and then that can kind of give you um, an idea of what we do at Barron Heights as well. So uh, we initially found Barron Heights as a family of a child with uh, special needs. So not only have I seen the mission of Barron Heights carried out as a staff member, I have seen it as a parent as well. So if you look at the screen, that is my sweet Henry Shane Adams. He is three and a half years old. He got this cute little raincoat and those boots for Christmas. Uh, he likes light switches, uh, he loves crackers, <laughs> he loves dancing, running around outside, turning faucets on and off, turning light switches on and off, turning the dishwasher on when you don't want him to, doing all things that he's not supposed to do. Uh, in some ways, he is a typical little boy who likes to get into everything and play the I'm not touching it game, where he gets as close as he possibly can to something without touching it until you get onto him. You start the counting and, and all that. Um, but there is something very different about Henry that will forever shape the course of his life and has also, uh, in turn, shaped the course of our family's life. Uh, Henry has a rare genetic disorder called desanto Shinawi syndrome, or DESH uh, for short. Um, and as best as I can gather from the Facebook group that we are a part of, which is basically the only resource that we have when it comes to this disorder, um, there are about 150 cases known throughout the world um, of DASH. That doesn't mean there's only 150 people that have DASH. It just means that because it is such a new uh, disorder, there have only been 150 cases or so, maybe 200, that have been identified. So uh, to make a long story short, we had a very rough go at the beginning. Uh, Henry was hospitalized. We weren't sure if he was going to make it. Uh, but the Lord blessed us through that really hard time by helping us identify this disorder. We would not have been able to. There, there are 20, 30, 40-year-old people in this world that don't know that they have this because they weren't able to get the resources that Henry was able to get at six weeks old because he was hospitalized. And now we know what he has, and we're able to walk through uh, his life kind of, kind of having an idea of what to expect. So... Um, the thing about Desh is that it is an intellectual disability, so he has met all of his milestones late. He doesn't speak yet, although he can say a few words. He can say up, which is uh, adorable. If you ever hear him say up, 
So he can say a few things. He can say no, of course, all kids can. Uh, <laughs> but he hit all of his milestones late. He, he's still not able to, speech, or to speak. Um, in the first three years of his life, we had countless doctor visits. We had occupational therapy, speech therapy, and uh, physical therapy, sometimes all three in the same week, um, on top of also having doctor's visits those same weeks. Um, so we were constantly uh, doing something involved around his uh, disability. Um, and then although he is able to understand most anything you say to him, he has not yet begun to speak. Like I said, he has a few words um, and that inability to communicate leads to a lot of frustration on both his part and ours. So I tell you all this to give you a little glimpse into the life of a family with a child who has a physical or intellectual disability. Uh, we, at times, are consumed by Henry's diagnosis for much, uh, we were for much of his early life and sometimes we still are. Uh, we were worried not all, only about his present, but we also worry about his future. We don't know what it's going to look like um, because DESH is so rare that when we received his diagnosis, no one in the genetics department was able, had ever heard it, and the only resources they were able to give us were um, a few very scholarly papers that were written on DESH that we couldn't understand. So um, in a lot of ways, we have felt very alone in our experience. Um, there was really no one in our immediate sphere who had a child with any diagnosis, not just a diagnosis like Henry's. Um, and we had no one to talk to about medical programs or financial assistance, childcare, anything of that nature. So when we learned of Barron Heights, we were already in, in the midst of the pandemic, um, teletherapy, God bless you if you've had to do teletherapy with your children, was a thing, and which meant that I had become an occupational speech and physical therapist for Henry. Um, so we were very overwhelmed. I was doing his therapy sessions over Zoom. We were still going to doctor visits, and we were feeling even more isolated from community because we had um, limited access to our church family, and then also we had no community based around um, Henry's uh, disability. So eventually, when things were able to open back up, um, I was excited to attend a women's event for Barron Heights. It was a pottery painting night, and I painted a mug. It was really cute. I got a lot of compliments. I did a pretty good job. Um, and <laughs> I walked in. I sat at a table with two women I had never met, which is like my worst fear, if you know, if you know me. I was quite terrified to make conversation with people I didn't know. Um, and then within minutes, I was talking about my son without having to explain medical jargon. I was asking for advice. I was hearing wisdom from moms who had been down roads similar to ours, and I was experiencing community in a way I had never done before. And that is an experience that many people with children of special needs have still yet to encounter. These families are often left out, forgotten, and misunderstood and oftentimes these children can't play on the typical playgrounds they can't go on vacation because they have medical or behavioral limitations and that's one of the great things about Barron Heights one of the coolest things about Barron Heights is that it is accessible so if you might go on to that next slide so you've heard our story and all the things that it might entail 
So Barron Heights is a retreat center in Scottsville. It's about two hours away from here. And our mission is to love on families, to share the gospel with families. And we do that through weekend retreats primarily throughout the weekends of the summer. We start, I think, in June. We end about at the end of uh, sometime in October. And we do between 16 and 20 retreats every summer. Um, when there's not a pandemic going on. Last year, we called them getaways. They were a little smaller, but we were still able to do them. We were still able to serve uh, families throughout the summer. It was really great. Um, so the great thing about Barron Heights it is, is it is completely free to families and to volunteers who come to serve. So a big portion of having a child with a disability is or physical or uh, developmental disability is financial. So there's a lot of financial stresses. There's a lot of specialist visits to pay for. There's a lot of special equipment. Last year we had to buy braces for Henry's feet. We were not expecting it. It was very expensive. Uh, and that stuff just kind of happens. It just comes up. But the great thing about Barron Heights is that they do not want to be a financial burden to these families. They just want to serve. We just want to equip people um, well, we, we want people to be able to step out of their everyday lives when they're so overwhelmed and take a break, take a breath, feel that their child is not only safe, but welcomed, loved, and accepted. That's a big thing for us. We, we love to make sure that these families feel like they are wanted, that they're not different or other, but that they have a place. And it is, it's amazing to see these families to have the first time that they've ever sat on a porch and been able to watch their child, you know, from 100 feet off, being safe, playing with someone, and they're not having to take care of them for 20 minutes. There's, there's people who haven't been able to do that their child's entire life because they're so medically or behaviorally uh, intensive that they have to be with them constantly. So we get to provide those opportunities while also being able to create atmospheres for conversation about Christ, which is the main reason that we want to do anything in life. We want to be able to share the love of Jesus, and we have this great opportunity through Barron Heights to do that in a way that we are reaching a population that is often just completely set aside. Because, not necessarily because we don't want to serve them, but we just don't know how. We don't know how to reach people who we've never experienced life with. So this is a great way to do that. Uh, like I said, we do 16 to 20 weekend retreats each summer. That is four volunteer families. And when I say families, um, we have a two-year-old, we have a three-and-a-half-year-old, and we have a four-month-old. If we wanted to volunteer this summer, we would be able to and be able to bring the entire family. It's not um, a case where you can't bring your children. It's a case where we want you to bring your children. We want your children to come love on these, um, these special needs children just as much as we want you to come and serve these children and families as well. So it's a great opportunity for everyone to come. Um, and not only is it children, we have uh, families with special needs adults that come as well. We are open to all ages. So you get to see uh, people from all walks of life. And it kind of works out to be a short-term mission trip for your family that you can do every year if you want. It starts Friday night. It ends Sunday with a church service. And uh, that is your volunteer commitment, um, unless you want to do more. If you want to volunteer more than that, you're absolutely welcome to do. 
but a, it's a great way to just have a moment with your family serving other families. That's kind of our ethos, if you will, uh, family serving families. So like I said, it's a retreat for the entire family. All ages are welcome, and we are able to accommodate any special need. We have hay rides that any uh, equipment can go on. So far, we've encountered, uh, we do archery. We have a Goliath challenge, which I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave that to your imagination. You're gonna have to figure out what that is by coming down and serving. Uh, we do an ice cream social. Every family that comes, every guest family has their own private accommodations, so they have their own little room. It's like a vacation for them. Um, and like I said, no one has to pay. If you wanna come and serve as a volunteer, the only cost to you will be the gas it, it takes to get down there because um, your food will be provided as well um, for the entire weekend. So if you'll go to the next, uh, well, I already said all that stuff, didn't I? So um, if you're wondering what you're going to be doing when you get down there, the main thing you're going to be doing is just loving on these families. We can have um, any age-appropriate activity from wiping a table to leading a, a study um, or just watching children playing on the playground. Um, if you know how to drive a tractor, you could be our tractor driver for the weekend. Uh, we have uh, families that prepare the meals. Uh, we'll do like sandwiches on uh, one for one lunch. So we'll have someone prepare the lunches. So it's anything uh, that you think might happen at a camp, you will basically just be a camp counselor for the weekend. Uh, so it's not like you have to have any prerequisites. You don't have to have been some kind of crazy uh, camp counselor back when you were in high school or anything like that. You just need to love Jesus. That's the only thing that we ask for our volunteers is that um, they, they love Jesus and that they want to share Jesus with these families. Um, the families themselves aren't required to be Christians. They don't have to have any um, faith background at all. So it provides a great opportunity to share Jesus with people who may never hear it from anyone else. So it's, like I said, it's just a great opportunity to share the love of Christ. And your job is to make sure these guest families have the best weekend ever. So uh, this may be the only vacation that some families ever get to go on. Three days in Scottsville, Kentucky, where their child is able to play on a playground, um, is able to sit and do a craft, paint a, a little flower pot, some, is something we did this past summer. Um, and you would be able to help do that while also just uh, being a shining light for Christ. So we have our, uh, all of the training days that are coming up. Um, they're all for retreats, but two of them will be held in Louisville at our community center, which is where I work. Um, and it'll just kind of show you, it'll be a free meal. It'll show you kind of what happens for a, a retreat. And also, um, you'll just get actual training to be a volunteer at one of our retreats. So those uh, dates are there. And also, there will be a date in Scottsville for uh, it'll be the same training. It'll just be at our actual retreat center. So you could attend any of those. And also, we're going to have a work day. If you're just wanting to get out and help for one day, uh, we have to open up the camp, get it ready. You know, we have cabins and grounds. We have a fire pit. We have all these things. Um, we have to, I don't think we have to dewinterize at this point. I think we've already done that this year. But we just have to get the camp ready for families to show up. So if you just want to do something physical with your family, you're welcome to come to that. And 
there are also on the next slide, you can visit our website um, to learn more about us. Everything's on there. We also have a community center in Louisville you can learn about. It's less volunteer driven. Our, our, um, our retreats are completely volunteer driven. We don't have a staff member down there that's doing anything. It's just volunteers that come and provide these weekends. We do have a staff member that goes, but we don't have someone that's like specifically on staff down there running these camps. It's just a volunteer driven opportunity. Um, so you can learn more about that at barronheights.org. You can email me if you have questions. Our program coordinator's name is Kelly. So if you just want to type in Kelly at barronheights.org, you can talk to her as well. She knows a lot more than I do. Uh, we have all the things that you can go do. We have resources in the back as well if you want to just read a little pamphlet or something. And also after the service, I will be standing back there for a little bit if you want to come talk to me. Uh, like I said, there's nothing immediate right now for volunteering, but that doesn't mean you can't sign up right now. We already have our volunteer applications open. Uh, we're taking those, and then you can choose a, an, a weekend throughout the summer to volunteer if you want, and then you would attend one of those trainings. So if you have any questions, uh, you want to learn more, I'm very excited about Marion Heights, and I would love to talk to you about it. Uh, feel free to find me after the service. And without further ado, we're going to have a little video, and thank you for letting me speak. Hey, DJ again. Thanks for listening to our story from the trail this week. And as you reflect on it, ask yourself, how is God writing your story right now, right here? What's your next step? And how can what you've heard today help you in taking it as you follow Jesus in faith? Whatever it looks like, grab your backpack and we'll see you out on the trail. Thanks for listening to The Backpack, a production of Christ Community Church. The Backpack is hosted by DJ Williams, Daniel Bright, and Josiah Ward. You can learn more about Christ Community Church at loveshelbyville.com.